In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. It's an amazing day. We find out the 2023 Cleveland Browns schedule, and I'm excited. Jack, how are you feeling about it all? It's disappointing. I had a, a three-week window, um, weeks five to seven, where I was going to be in California. So really hoping um, that we had the Rams game during that time, but we don't. Um, hey, you win some, you lose some. On we go. Jack, can you fly anywhere else around to see the game or not? It just doesn't work out cost-effective. I, I wish internal flights were as cheap as uh, they are in the UK, but I guess you travel slightly further in the US. Um, we don't, we don't no. have Ryanair. It, yeah. it doesn't quite work out. You have Spirit and Frontier. Um, but uh, sorry, Jack. So, what games are you in the USA for? So, uh, the bye week, which to be fair is quite nice to be out there when it's a bye week. And then the two after that are the 49ers and the Colts. But I'm, not, I'm actually oh, leaving when the Colts. I'm actually leaving when the Colts happen. So, I'll probably be in the air or just arrived home. So, it's only the 49ers game. If that was the other way around, Perfect, but um, it was not to be. It is what it is. Ian, how are you excited about it all? I mean, it's the schedule. Like back in the day, Paul, I don't know if you know this, they used to just send out like magnets and like just like, hey, here's the schedule. And then you put the magnet on your fridge. So we kind of, they, it lost a lot of it when we already know the teams you're playing, right? People have figured out the rotations and stuff. So it's like, you know who you're playing, you know, if you're playing them home or away. So the only question is, is the order at which you play them, the bye week, and how many primetime games you get. So the order at which we play these games kind of sucks. The bye week kind of sucks. And the NFL continues their rolling. We don't want to talk about the Browns on primetime streak. So no primetime games really to talk about. Well, hang on a minute. That's a shitty, a shitty bye week and a not great order. Mate, we're week two Steelers versus Browns. Prime yeah, but time. it's a shared Monday night slate. Oh, I didn't know that. So allegedly for the first two weeks of the season, they're doing multiple uh, Monday night games, right? Did that ever? Actually, I never looked. I, I'm guessing that's true. I was told I that. I think it's the next one, but it might be that one as well. But the bye week, I certainly agree, does um, it sucks. frustrate me. I would much rather have a later bye week. Um, well, well, just well, this how do we all feel with one primetime game? Happy or not? I mean, we have a Thursday night at the end. Yeah, we got the Thursday night against the Jets at the end. So we don't really know if we're getting Aaron Rodgers or, you know, Chad Strevler. We're not going to be 100% sure yet on that one. Um, And then the Steelers. So they bookended it, you know, second week and second to last week on this Monday night. I mean, Monday night at Steelers is fine, but no Sunday night games. And let's be honest, the, the feature game of the week is the Sunday night football game. And the Browns are not touching Sunday night football. And I love not having that. I'll be honest. It's the worst game of the week in the UK because the Monday night, the Thursday night games is fine. I can go to sleep and I can wake up at 1am. The worst time is the Sunday night games, which I get are the bigger ones because what happens is I'm watching NFL through until like 
gone midnight because you've got the 6 p.m. and the 9 p.m. kickoff. So if there's one primetime game I want to avoid, it's Sunday night games. Yeah. Now the question becomes, do we get at least the Manning cast for the Steelers game? But let's let's break this down. We can we can talk about each one of these individually as we go through. But overall, I, I, I mean, the schedule the, uh, thing for me isn't all that exciting. The um, the Steelers game is actually in Cleveland, yeah? No, it's in Pittsburgh. It's in a way. It's in a way Monday night. We play okay. the Steelers at home closer to Thanksgiving. Cool, cool. You know what we can do, Paul? Let's break the schedule down and we can talk about that, baby. All right, brilliant. Let's break it down to Jack Duffin classic quarters. So what we're doing, we're grouping them into groups. We're doing four, 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 five, um, just because it then it makes it easier. Rather than going, is this a definitive win or loss? It gives you a group and the game. So I'll go with the group. I'll read it through. I'll throw to Paul and then to Ian. And you can obviously tell us then, Paul, if you're going to any of the games. So the first group of four, before we get the bye week, Bengals at home, Steelers away, Titans at home, Ravens at home. Yeah, so I'm looking to go to the Browns versus Bengals and then Steelers versus Browns, primetime Monday night. Um, uh, yeah, and then the other two I'll be watching at home at uh, six o'clock in the UK. What do you reckon the record is after those first four games? Very tough. I'm going to go with two wins. Paul's so, going two and two. Ian? So I look at the divisions as you need to go three and three. So we have two home games and an away game in this bracket within the division. So I'll go two and two as well for this one. And then I will conjure up the division games later on where I think we'll have losses. At the end of, at the end of the day, I think we, you play three home games and three away games in the division. I think we go three and three in the division. So we play two of these division games. So two of the six, I'm sorry, three of the six are in the first four weeks. So I'm looking at this first group of games. I'm also going two and two. Um, I, I look at the Bengals and Ravens and go, they are the much tougher games. But then I look at the Steelers. I'm not worried about little hands, Kenny Pickett. And the Titans, quite frankly, are in a bit of disarray. Um, they don't quite know what they're doing. They were certainly keen to get rid of their quarterback. So... I think that's probably where your two and two goes. It might start with a loss and end with a Ravens loss. Doesn't bother me too much. If we get to 10 wins, we are in. Um, and that's the key number. You, you've got about a 50% chance in the AFC with the nine wins getting you into the playoffs. If you get 10, you are safe and dry. Who do you think the callback will be for the Titans? I still think it'll be Tannehill for this year, um, but they are searching. Um, if it comes that the Trey Lance is potentially on the trade block, I think they are certainly a team that would be calling. Okay, excellent. You think they'd go Lance even though they drafted Levis? Uh, they've already given up on Levis, I think. Oh, no, sorry. I'm thinking the other one. Will Levis, they could move over to him. Um, I was thinking Levis. See, the, the thing else. about the Titans and the reason right. I have the Titans down as a win is because I don't think we're going to be in Levis yet. I don't think they're in full tank mode. Tannehill gives them a better shot, I think, of winning, obviously. But if you were playing the Titans kind of in the back half of the season, you were going to, you were going to get Levis. So this is when we talk about the schedule excitement, this is the order, right? You know, the CJ Strouds, the Will Levis is, you know, ones like that. Well, it looks like we're playing Stroud at the end. Levis wouldn't be playing because we're playing the Titans in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, next four. So we've got the 49ers at home. We've got the Colts away, the Seahawks away, and the Cardinals at home. Obviously, with the Cardinals, we don't know who's going to be playing because 
We don't know when Kyler Murray's due back. Um, it's still a big question this season. Paul? Uh, 49ers, I'll be watching home. And then I'm looking at going to the Colts, flying to Chicago with my buddy Ian. Me and Ian <laughs> drive down from Chicago to Indianapolis. And then from there, this is the big one. We take the Muni bus. Is breaking news from Indianapolis all the way to the West Coast, Seattle. 2,200 miles. Wow. That's, that's, you enjoy that, buddy. You enjoy that one. What do you reckon the record's going to be? Oh, sorry. More about technical things. Yeah. Once again, I can see ourselves um, nicking two and two again. Ian? So in this quadrant, I think we lose to, I think the 49ers and the Seahawks are your losses. And I think that the Cardinals and the Colts are the win. I think the Cardinals are in a bit of a spiral. So I would say we're probably looking at two and two in this quadrant. Really at this kind of eight games into the season point, Jack, obviously with the bye week. I mean, even if we just hold serve and win our home games, right? Because this is the kind of the kicker about the schedule. We play the Bengals at home week one, Titans at home week three, Ravens at home week four, 49ers at home week six. So we have four, eh, I mean, what are we, four and three, right? Five and three after uh, eight games. Well, I'm just looking at the home away splits. So we have three away games and five home games, correct? Yep. Yeah. So you're going to have to be at least four and four or better at this point. I mean, you're going to have to just because you're obviously getting into the later heart part of the schedule. So, yeah, this is I could realistically see them at four and four. I could also see them at three and five. If they come out of the gate, lose to the Bengals, lose to the Ravens, lose to the Niners, Seahawks, they're going to have to pick up a win somewhere with Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Indy and Seattle. Ooh, so especially going to Seattle. With the 49ers, I am not that worried about the fight in Sam Darnold because we are not expecting Brock Purdy to play uh, based on all the noise that's out there. So Trey Lance is probably injured. We're talking about week six of the season. So he, he's going to be out by then on IR. Sam Darnold, I, I, Shanahan's awesome, but I think we'll be all right. Uh, the Colts, I don't think Richardson's going to be firing all cylinders that early in the season. That's one way I expect him to start. But then as the season goes on, I think he's going to get better. So I do want to play them in the first half. Um, the Seahawks, I think, will lose. It's a great wide receiver trio. But that Geno Smith regression is due. He's not going to play. He's not likely to play as well this year as he did last year. And the Cardinals, I see us winning. So I've gone three and one in that group. And um, I, th- I think I, I feel good about getting to the sort of almost halfway point of the season. And being yeah, your your three and one is contingent on us beating the 49ers, correct? Or, or the Seahawks. But yeah, I, I, think, d- I, I don't think the Seattle 49ers stuff. are that good. I think overall if it's Sam as a Donald team or Trey Lance. Are you that I worried? mean, here's the thing, Jack. If I'd have told you at the end of at the beginning of last season that you were playing San Francisco at the end of the season, they were starting Brock Purdy, you'd have been like, Oh, that's a guaranteed win. And then Purdy goes out and finishes what, six and one. The thing about San Francisco is, is I think top down the talent of their roster is better than ours. So I do think you're right. And the differentiator is in quarterback. Who knows if Trey, if, if Trey Lance, if I tell you Trey Lance is starting week six, do you still think that that's a win? 
I'm I'm not that worried about Trey Lance. The reason why I'm not that worried, the 49ers aren't happy with Trey Lance. They've they made plenty of noise that they're going out and looking at other quarterbacks and trying to get better. That is a sign that they're not happy. If they were in a position where they're like, hey, we got lucky and hit on Brock Purdy, but we've got Trey Lance and we feel good about that, I would feel better on that. They've already come out and said, this is Brock Purdy's team and he's going to be the starter when he's back. That does not fill me with confidence on Trey Lance. I think it's going to be a tough one. I just think that defensively they're a very complete team, and I think that's really – when I'm looking at these teams, I'm like, who are the who are the Browns offensively better than the defense? I That's why if I'm starting off 2-2 two and two in the first quadrant, I'm sticking with 2-2 two and two here. But again, the Browns, if they're not 4-4 four and four or better at this point in the season, I, I worry that the second half of the season it might start coming off the rails. So now we'll jump into the next group of four. We've got Ravens away, Steelers at home, Broncos away, Rams away. Oh. I'm going to be very controversial and go for three wins. Um, We lose the Ravens, I'm sorry to say, but we beat the Broncos, we beat the Rams, and we beat the Steelers. That is a very positive pull. Very. I'm I'm sitting here again at two and two. I think... The Ravens on the road, we don't we don't fare very well playing at MT Stadium. I think the Steelers at home is if you win that one, so realistically, I'm because I'm looking at that first quadrant. So if we lose to the Bengals and the Steelers in the first quadrant, giving us the Ravens and the Titans, then we lose the Steelers game. I have us at two and two. I think we beat the Rams. I think we're at the Rams and the Steelers here. I'm I'm sticking to my three and three in the division. So if we lose in the first one, we win in this one. That has us wins against the Rams because they're in total rebuild mode. I, I you're not yeah. going to see Aaron Donald. They don't have Jalen basically playing the shell of a Rams team. So I have us. Yeah, at this point, we're probably going six and six into this final quarter. So I've got the Ravens down as a loss, but then I've got wins in the other games. Um, I, you think I'd... we're going on the road to Denver and beating Sean Payton led Russ Wilson? Broncos country, let's die. Um, that is my view on uh, Russell Wilson and what's happening there. So I'm, I'm a big fan of him as a player, but that last year was so bad. But remember, Nathaniel Hackett's gone. So you have to factor in, if I were to tell you that Russ Wilson returns to the quarterback he was two years ago. So even in Seattle, his last year, he wasn't great, but he wasn't Nathaniel Hackett bad. If I tell you Russ returns to two years ago for him, With Sean Payton, with those receivers, with the running backs, an upgraded defense. You think we're going on the road to the Mile High Stadium? Yeah, I think we do. We went went from let Russ cook to Russ is cooked. And uh, that's the way I'm standing. So I'm going three and one in that bracket. Um, And then we go into the last group. Five games here. We start off with the Jags at home, then the Bears at home, Texans away, Jets at home, and finish with the Bengals away. Paul, what are you going to Positive pull coming in strong here. Four out of five wins. We're going to beat the Jags. We're going to beat the Bears. We're going to beat the Texans. We're going to beat the Jets, but we're not going to beat the Bengals. Paul, Old. Paul, Paul. This is a three and two segment here. I think we lose oh, to the Jags. I think we lose. Game, aren't you? No, I'm, a, I'm Mr. Realist. Here's the thing, Paul. Here's, here's a question right now I'd ask you. If you could take... Don't worry about salary cap. Don't worry about any of this stuff. 
Would you rather have right now as the quarterback of the Cleveland Browns, Trevor Lawrence or Deshaun Watson? Good question there, man. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Same. So, Jack? Jack? Yeah. I've, I've got a solution It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence at home. I mean, in Jacksonville, right? So I have us losing to the Jags and I have us losing to the Jets because I think the Jets in that AFC East are going to be playing for something. So this is banking on Aaron Rodgers playing that game. I think we beat the Bears, the Texans, and the Bengals only because I think at this point, the Bengals have a playoff spot locked up. So we'll likely be not facing Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in them. So it's just one of those things where the NFL, the reason that game was TBD is because they're trying to figure out if that game's going to have any meaning. So if the game has meaning, it, we're possibly looking at a two and three segment because um, I think going to Cincy, they have the better offensive roster than we do. I'd rather have Burrow over Deshaun Watson. But at the end of the day, I don't think the Bengals are going to be playing for much, just looking at their schedule as well. I think they're going to be one of those. They're going to be competing for the division, but I have us winning three out of these five games. So I've got us with losses against the Jags and the Bengals. Um, and then I've got us beating the Bears and the Texans. And then there's just a real wild card for me in that Jets game because I just got no idea what I'm going to see. If there's one quarterback, even more than Deshaun Watson, I've got no idea what the this season will be like. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. So I'm leaning with it as a W just because I think it, if it falls apart, it can fall apart in spectacular fashion in uh, New York. But that's my deciding game where if we win that Jets game, we're talking about an 11-win season. If we lose that Jets game, we're talking about a 10-win season. Either way, we're making the playoffs. Um, and, and I think that's there. And the interesting thing is I've got six losses on the schedule and four of them coming in the division. I think games against the Ravens and the Bengals will be incredibly tough. But then I look at a, a lot of the rest of the schedule and I'm not as scared as I am about... Hey, I, I genuinely worried about a Bengals team that I think is genuinely really good. Jack what are the percentage chances you're putting on in the week 10 game in Baltimore, both Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham are playing week 10. That's a good shout. I've, I've got it as a, a loss, but there is a very real possibility that neither of them playing and some, and the half of that secondary is out injured as well. Maybe two of their yeah. three running backs. Um, and this is, and ultimately the reason I ask is because that's kind of the reason that the schedule game is fun for fans, but doesn't really mean anything because we're looking at this and we're saying, okay, I can guarantee that we're going to get Burrow week one, Pickett week two. I don't know who we're getting in three. We don't know if it's Levis or Tannehill. We don't, I mean, Lamar Jackson got paid, so we just hope he's healthy. So obviously if Lamar's healthy in week four, he'll play week six. No idea who their quarterback is. We don't even confidently know if Indy is going to have Anthony Richardson playing in week seven. So that's that's kind of a crapshoot right there. Geno Smith, we think, is going to be week eight, but they just paid him. But who knows? If he regresses back to the Geno Smith of old, you never know. Kyler Murray by week nine? Let's... It's a, it's a crapshoot. I mean, I'm not talking about the fact of injury in the sense of, you know, but Kyler's not exactly had a, a good go there in, in, well, in Arizona. He might not even be back from his current injury by that point. Yeah, so there's that. So we're back to Lamar Jackson. We're back to Kenny Pickett. Russ Wilson, we're obviously yeah. expecting a better, you know, but there's no competition there in uh, in Denver for that. So we're assuming that it's going to be Russ Wilson. The Rams, God knows who's going to play for them, whether it's John Walford or Jimmy Bufoot's, like nobody knows. No, it's um, the, Stinson Bennett. 
Yeah, he got drafted. Who knows? He might be still running from the cops like Baker Mayfield by then. Hey, Nobody really knows. If they want a top five pick, that is the way to go. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, so we know Trevor Lawrence. I, I can't confidently tell you Justin Fields is going to be still standing after he got sacked 335 times last year for the Bears, but I'm not really worried about Justin Fields, the passer, as much as I am the runner. Justin Stroud, Jefferson was only two behind him in the <laughs> passing yards per game. <laughs> I, I, I did see that odd stat. Uh, Stroud, obviously, we're expecting week 16. You have no idea for 17 with Rodgers, and we have no idea for Burrow for 18. That's the kind of irony of this schedule is we have no idea who's going to be leading these teams outside of about five games. It's, it's madness, and it's genuinely the fun of the NFL. All right, I had to look this up, Jack. Do you know who the other quarterback on the roster for Anthony Richardson is? I thought I knew it. I looked it up, and it's even better than I thought. Has he been drafted in the last four years? Uh, there's one of their guys. So the three quarterbacks on the roster. One of them is Anthony Richardson. One of them played last year for the Colts, former Texas quarterback. Any hint? Not Texans, Texas. He played at Texas Longhorns. Uh, the little short guy used to play for the Browns. Nope. He got no. drafted by the Colts. Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger is one. Guess who else they have? It's Case Keenum landed there. Minshew Mania. Oh, Gardner Minshew. So week seven, Jack, you could get... L. It's an L now. I'm changing it. You could Minshew get Minshew Mania. If Richardson struggles in camp and they want a veteran for him to learn under, it's the Gardner. God, it's a really good player to have there because it's not too high a bar that the rookie's not going to start, but Minshew's going to go in there and fight to start because. Oh, hell, he's listen, you know, one thing about him, he's a BYOG kind of guy. He's going to bring your own guts is to steal something from Dabo Swinney. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's a good one. I think Anthony Richardson, if he plays this year for the Colts, it's, it's going to look brutal. I mean, we saw what Malik Willis looked like for the Titans when he went out there. And I don't, it's not that I don't think that Richardson has more upside than Willis. I think he does. But Jack, I watched him play at Florida. He's a long way away. I mean, he's got a hell of an arm. He just has no idea where it's going. He runs around like a crazy person sometimes. And at Florida, he was the best athlete on the field. In the NFL, he will not be the best athlete on the field. He'll be one of the top athletes. But in the NFL, everybody's a great athlete. So his accuracy worries me. There's a lot of things about him. So I think if the Anthony Richardson plays against the Browns in week seven. I think it's a win by 10. If it's Minshew, we got a slobber knocker on our hands, baby. No. Um, exciting stuff. I think that's it for today's show. So, well, Jack, at the end of the day, so what do you have their overall record as? You 10 and seven? I've, you're nine and seven. And I'm, Paul, no, I'm nine and eight. I'm nine, nine and eight. eight. Sorry. Yeah, and then, seven to nine wins. Here's what I have. I have nine wins is kind of my middle. So if I'm looking at a bell curve, I have nine in the middle. So if we go plus two, minus two, that means that we have a less than 5% chance of going seven and 10, and we have a less than 5% chance of going anything better than 11 and six. These are the tails. So I kind of put us right in that nine and eight thing, and that's eight and nine, nine and eight. But in saying that, that is provided that Deshaun Watson plays like a top 12 quarterback, not a top five, because he isn't a top five quarterback. He's a top 12 quarterback. You can get in and parse and stuff. But at the end of the day, in terms of ratings and offensive efficiencies, he needs to be, I think if he's a top eight quarterback, we're looking closer to that 10-11 wins. I think if he is a top 12 quarterback, we're looking closer to that eight, nine wins. That's just where I'm at. So Paul and I have both got 11 wins. And I do have the caveat that I would drop it to 10 if we get into that last stage of the season and Aaron Rodgers is 
balling out MVP, um, pissed and play, off Aaron playing Rogers. for playing for a playoff spot, which is kind of what I'm expecting. Because yeah. you think in that AFC East, you're going to have Buffalo. I don't think the Jets are bad. I think the Jets are going to be right in that kind of 9, 10, 11 win category. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think 10 wins get you into the playoffs in the AFC. I just don't. So I looked through this um, because I, I, I delve into it because it was an interesting one to discuss. In the last two seasons, and the reason why I only look at the last two seasons is because you've got the three wildcard spots. And we've also um, see just everything changes with the extra game. So all of the older seasons where you might not have got it because there wasn't the extra spot doesn't tend to matter so much. So teams with nine wins in the last two seasons, last season, this is just AFC. I'll do the NFC after two out of three of the teams made the playoffs with nine wins and the season for that one out of the four with nine wins made the playoffs. So brutal nine wins is very much a coin toss. If you've got 10 wins, everyone's been in. If we go to the NFC, two out of three and one out of two. So there's even an eight-win Bucks that made the playoffs um, in 2022. But it's very much, if you want to be in the playoffs, 10 wins gets you there, provided something crazy, crazy, crazy doesn't happen just because you've got seven of the... Um, top 10, I think, right? Seven of the top 10 quarterbacks from the AFC. Well, seven of the top 16 teams making it. So effectively 50% of the... Um, AFC bar one. Amazing. My, so my only thing is, is the NFC was much more top heavy last year, obviously with four teams above 12 wins and then no teams had 11 or 10 wins. That's how it was. And the AFC, you had 14 for the chiefs, 13 for the bills, 12 for the Bengals. I think we all can expect that those teams have, haven't gotten progressively worse, right? They still have Mahomes, burrow and Allen. So but you only need one injury and suddenly all those wins. That is correct. Progress. We have to talk assuming injuries guys play, right? Then you have the chargers, the Ravens and the Jags, the Dolphins and the Steelers all had 10 or nine wins. So that's why my worry is, is that the Jags, because I, I think Indy isn't going to take, I think the Jags have the easiest schedule between the Titans, the Colts, and the um, Texans. They could go 6-0 and in that division. I mean, yeah. realistically, you have two rebuilding teams there. So if that's the case, the Jags are going to have 10 wins. So therefore, you have four teams already with 10 wins, if not more. I think the Jags may get into 11, even in 12 wins, just based on the fact that they're playing a shit schedule. Well, now the Chargers, we got to wonder, you know, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Browns, the Jets, the Broncos are hopefully coming back. All those teams are fighting for three spots. 10 wins, I wonder... You lose in a tie break. I think to secure your spot in the AFC playoffs, you must have 11 wins. I think 11 gets you in for sure. I think 10 puts you in the lick of it with teams. I think just because you're going to get one team ravaged by injuries or something over the course of a season, some team's yeah, going to have it. It go could right. be like the Raiders 10. or something like that, where Jimmy G and all these guys get hurt and you're like, all right, they're irrelevant. And also I think that the AFC teams this year are going to feast on the NFC teams because there's just so many more rebuilding teams. So whoever your cross conference is, I mean, think about it. If we'd have told the Browns were playing the NFC West, you know, last year or even two years ago, we'd have looked at it and said, well, they're going to lose to the 49ers. They're going to lose to the Rams. They're going to lose to the Cardinals. They're going to lose to the Seahawks. Like maybe three and one and three, oh, and four. Well, now the Seahawks, Geno, Rams rebuilding, Kyler, like the division isn't the same. But like what team in the NFC scares you of that division? Who wins it? Niners, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. We'll do this very fast. Who wins that division? Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals, Niners. Seahawks, probably. So Seahawks or Niners. So, but you're putting them right at probably about 500 team, nine, nine and eight, eight, and nine. 
Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Who's who's winning that? Bryce, Baker, uh, Derek Carr, or Desmond oh, Ritter? It's got to be Saints. Easy then. Possibly. So there you go. So that team's likely not going to have 10 wins. Vikings, Lions, Packers, Bears. Uh, Vikings. I like. golf, golf or Cousins. There's your cousins. choices. Because um, the Packers will be decent, but the Bears are going to be eh. So again, they're... Fail, you'll probably have a 10 win. You'll probably have 10 wins there. You'll probably win the division. And Eagles, Eagles, Cowboys, good, good. Giants, Commanders, decent. I mean, for what they pay Daniel Jones, e, Commanders, bad. So, I mean, Jack, you have one, two. You have two teams that you're considering good, and that's the Eagles and the Cowboys. And then you have the Giants, the Vikings, the Lions, the Niners, and the Seahawks is okay. You can the AFC is going to feast. They're going to feast on those guys. You can basically, I, I feel with a good level of confidence predict the playoff teams here of going not who wins what cowboys eagles um lions one of those will have to be a wild card yeah that's, yeah, the, with, that's the crazy part that, so I'm, I'm they're all included so mm-hmm. cowboys and eagles lions and vikings um saints 49ers seahawks i would i would say the, i feel much better winners. about going they're the playoff teams then if we did that in the afc there yeah, is so many teams so the eagles win the division the vikings win the division but the thing about the vikings nfl has a way of kicking it the vikings won what five or six games on final plays last year and if those go the other way so i'm going to say this eagles win the division lions win the division saints win the division niners win the division those four I think your wild card teams are the Cowboys, who are going to have the second best record in the NFC, but they're going to be the wild card. I think the Giants, and I think the Vikings. I think those are your three playoff teams, and I would almost guarantee you that of all the division winners, only two, maybe three of those teams have double digit wins in the entire NFC. But then we move on the AFC. I think you're going to have eight teams minimum with ten wins. Reverse it with the AFC teams that suck. So I'm I'm going to give my list first here. I'm going to say the Patriots. I'm going to say the you think Texans. They suck? You think as, suck or like? As in like no no realistic shot of the playoffs. So who finishes with a better record? Who finishes last in the AFC East? Well, Pats? provided Tua isn't dead. Um, then Figuratively, not literally everyone. Figuratively, yeah. don't report us. Um, it, it's the Patriots comfortably. Hey, they want rid of you, Mac Wilson. Here's the question. That, that is the they got rid of Mac Wilson. They didn't get rid of Mac Jones. Uh, that was a Paul Brown Freudian there. So here's the thing. Patriots are last in the division. Do you think that they lose more than nine games? Or do you think they're like an eight and nine, seven and ten type I think of... they're probably like a seven win team. The, the, the sweater, the, the sweater, the sweater, the, the hoodie's coming for you. See, I think realistically you could have three teams in that division win ten games. And the yeah. battles between them are going to be it. I think realistically in the in the Browns division, I think the Bengals and the Ravens, and I think the Ravens could take a step back this year. I really do. But I mean, you have three teams there that potentially could win 10 games. So you have three potential in the East, three potential in the North. You have one potential in the South because that team, that division is absolute trashola. On the other and, team, because I didn't get to my fourth team that sucks. The Raiders, I think, suck. I think, yeah, they're going way down. So there's four. And they're going to go to the fourth. But I think teams. the Chiefs, but I think again in the West, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Broncos all have the potential to win 10 games. So you have 10 teams in the in the AFC who could potentially win 10 games or oh, more. And it's going to be extremely body havel. They stink. The five teams. That means you've got eight, nine, ten, 
11 teams legitimately fighting for seven playoff spots. spots. And that's why I don't think 10 wins is going to get you in because they're going to feast on the shit teams. They're going to feast on the NFC and it's going to be all these division battles late in the season. They're going to go after it because yeah, the Raiders, the Texans, the Colts, the Titans, and are all going to be fighting for the first pick in the draft. They're all going to be fighting again. I like Stroud, but he's not going to come in. I still like the Cardinals get the first and second overall pick. It's very possible for as bad as they stinky, stinky. Get a quarterback and then get Marvin Harris, whatever, junior bloke that everyone loves at wide receiver. Marvin Harrison, junior, a.k.a. MH18. Yeah, that, that'd be a nice little uh, pair to come away with in the same draft class, whoever your QB that. is. Uh, Drake May. I'd take Drake May and Marvin Harrison. And yes, that means that Caleb Williams would be on the board because I don't want him. Anyways, Jack, we broke down the schedule. I think overall... It's going to come down to the offense, realistically, right? I think Jim Schwartz might get a couple nice little defensive things to start the season. It's a new defense. They're not going to have a lot of it on tape. Um, but I think the real meat of the schedule is going to come after that bye week. I think, you know, your, your 49ers, Seahawks, Ravens, Steelers, Broncos, right? That's, you know, four out of the seven games right there. They, they just get, that's where it's going to be made. I expect them to get off to a decent start. You know, two and two, three and one at best, really, in those first four games, mopping up some division. I think you could probably catch the Bengals week one. You can probably catch them. If you're going to catch them, you got to catch them week one at home. If you've got a top 10 EPA offense, you've got like a 90% chance, I believe, of making the playoffs. Yeah. That, that's just the fact of it. You've got to be up there in the top 10 of offense. Defense, right. we can work it out. Jack, I'm going to end on this note. Do you do you sign Baker Mayfield for week one and week 18 so you go 2-0 and against the Bengals? <laughs> So yeah, on that I need note, to add loans into the uh CBA. Yeah, exactly. We're just gonna rent you. We're gonna rent Baker. So all right, everyone. Enjoy. Thanks again. Um we were hoping to have the UDFA list for Paul to go over, but it's still delayed. So we're gonna have to uh we're gonna have to wait on that. Well it just got tweeted out, but uh we'll have to wait for Paul. <laughs> oh, there it is. Soon to be next show. UDFA. Next show, UDFAs. Go, go Browns. Browns.